If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Pixel Sift. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pixel Sift. My name is is Gianni, and this is episode 158. And on this episode, uh, an episode that I've been looking forward to sharing with you, uh, we'll be speaking with Matthew Cassells, who's the studio founder of the Australian-based developer Alderon Games. They're working on a brand new early access title at the moment uh, called Path of Titans, where you step into the skin, the scales, the claws, the teeth, of dinosaurs. Uh, It's a dinosaur MMO. Yeah, pretty exciting. Um, This conversation we had a little bit earlier uh, during PAX Online. Uh, uh, So it's an enjoyable chat about why uh, they wanted to make uh, a game uh, where you play as a dinosaur in an open world and play with all your friends um, and how progression works uh, in this uh, world that they've built. Yeah, so working on a game called Path of Titans, Unlike a lot of other games, it's a game where you actually play as the dinosaur. So, and uh, it's multiplayer online. Uh, it's also on a lot of platforms like Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, and Android. So the goal is, is we're building kind of a toolbox to build your own dinosaur experience. So there's a lot of when people play dinosaurs, they like role playing. They like various different types of gameplay. Some people are super into uh, immersion and things like that and they come up with uh, dinosaur profiles and rules and like how they like playing the game and so we figured we'd give people a toolbox to go take this uh as and use it as a foundation and go build your own dinosaur experience how you want to play with other people Mm. how how does that work do you just pick your favorite dinosaur and just go or do you have to work your way through do you start with small dinosaurs and get, get bigger as you go along yeah, so we have a, uh, a mechanic called seamless growth where you can start out as a baby and kind of grow your way up. Um, you can We've got nesting as well, so you can nest in other players, so you can kind of like have a, a baby dinosaur you have to look after, um, and you can grow and you get kind of rewarded for keeping your baby dinosaur alive. There's features where you can nest in an AI dinosaur as well if you've kind of run out of friends or kind of grown up. Um, but it's kind of like an MMO game, um, but because dinosaurs don't have opposable thumbs, have kind of came up with new gameplay elements to like make the game interesting and things like that. Um, and yeah, there's 200 players a server, um, uh, cross-platform things like that. So uh, there's a development kit as well, so you can mod your own dinosaurs in as well. So if you want to like a new kind of dinosaur, because there's so many different types, like someone might want a T-Rex and someone might want a different kind of dinosaur, and you can go mod that in, make your own maps, kind of thing. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about yeah the tasks that you have to do as a dinosaur? Because you said it's not quite like a normal MMO. You're not going and collecting you know five berries, or, or are you going yeah. and collecting five berries? So you know if you look at a traditional game, you know survival game like Rust or something like that, you've got like base building and things like that. But because we don't have opposable thumbs, you're a dinosaur. So we've got like uh, quests in game. So what will happen is 
you'll actually do quests. There's like, you know, you might get a quest for building a nest or hunting people down. There's like dynamically generated quests. You've got grouping as well. So you can make kind of like a pack and you have a pack leader and you kind of team up and share quests. And completing quests will get you a currency in game called marks, which is like our form of progression. And basically you can use that to unlock new skins and new abilities, new attacks, and you kind of progress that way. So you, so you grow over time um, and you get, uh, doing quests will help you grow basically. So you can't just wait in a bush and kind of wait for the game to complete itself. It's kind of forced you to be, uh, to interact with the world. How many different dinosaurs have you got in uh, the first sort of stage of it? And, and how many do you plan to expand it to? So currently the first stage we're going to land like 18. Uh, which is a pretty good split between carnivore and uh, herbivore. Um, but the final game, we're kind of looking at like uh, 36 uh, and counting. So it's one of those things where you can kind of keep adding more dinosaurs. What we like to do is we like to uh, have a variance between the dinosaurs so they all play differently. So uh, a lot of people kind of like, uh, you know, these games to be balanced and they kind of you know, why, why doesn't everyone just play the T-Rex, right? It's really big. Um, so we like to look at it instead of like, instead of everyone playing one dinosaur, we'd like to balance it so each one has a different play style. So it's not about all the dinosaurs being equally popular. It's about how do you like playing the game, you know? So you might want to play as a, a smaller dinosaur that can hide better, that's got a pounce, um, that can, you know, do tree climbing or something like that and gliding and so you've kind of got different different things you're interested in. Like different classes out. almost. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like classes, but we've kind of took dinosaurs and we've going to look at how people play our game. You know, someone might spawn in, they just might run around killing everybody, but someone else might be like really stealthy and play the game differently. So we've kind of figured out a different play style. So each of the dinosaurs we've chosen has a very specific play style we're trying to go after for people, for sure. You mentioned a little bit there that there's some modding capabilities. And to me when I hear about modding and sort of online multiplayer games, it sort of seems like that they can kind of be at odds. Uh, how are you going to balance yep. that? That someone doesn't just make an invisible dinosaur that goes around at a hundred so, um, slicing people. So I've got a huge modding background. So I made a really popular mod on Armour 3 called Breaking Point um, and had close to a million players play that, um, you know, survival game, things like that. Um, so I've been doing this for, for a long time now. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can make a mod that does a little thing and then you can have like a whole community of hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, they're very different things. It's kind of like running your own mini game, but built on top of another game, right? So having that background, I kind of got an idea on kind of what modders need and, and what people need to do to build their own games and communities. So in a lot of games, what people do is they kind of add in modding after the fact. So they'll have, they'll have made the game and then they'll kind of push modding in as like, oh, this will be great, add this. And that's kind of like just having a single player game like Skyrim or something and just, let's just add multiplayer, right? And some people can imagine how complicated that can be just rectively adding it in. So because we knew we we're going to do cross-platform and modding from the start, we've kind of started the game with modding. So when we're making like the quest system, we're thinking, how can we make this as easy as possible to mod in, right? Um, so all our game systems are designed around that functionality. But the way our modding works is, is similar to the way it works in Armour in a lot of games where you'll 
uh, join a server and that server will have a list of mods enabled, right? You might, mm -hmm. listen, this adds a T-Rex or this balances stats or things like that. And your client you will jump download into the, the mods. only server or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> people have their own ideas on how they want to run servers. You know, some people, you know, want, uh, they have various concepts of how they like to play the game. So you'll download the same mods as everybody else when you join the server, right? So if somebody wants to do an invisible dinosaur mod, for example, uh, it's not like a client level mod, you know, like you'd see in Payday or something like that. It's kind of like everybody has the same mods. The game checks you have the same mods. So when you join a server, it's like, hey, do you want to play with this mod that, you know, makes this one dinosaur invisible? And it's like, I don't know about that one. So um, that's good. It's kind of like a, a framework. So people who make mods uh, and people who run communities and things like that will kind of pick what mods they want on, on their game. So sort of an so opt-in sort of thing. Yeah. You know what you're getting yeah. when you start this is the server, basically. Yeah, because if you look at other games, uh, the game developers haven't really thought about modding. Um, you can kind of see with nations where you've got like, oh, we've got to ban people who use mods and we've got to do this other thing as well mods. And it just kind of needs proper care and support because it kind of like if we took World of Warcraft, like that's an online game. That's, that doesn't sound very moddable, but it's like if it was kind of designed in from the start where it is kind of built in framework and secure and things like that, uh, that, that, that would work as well. Mm. Um, can you tell me, because you're, you're on a lot of different platforms, um, you're going to many different ones. Are you supporting mods on all of those? And, and how does that all work? Yeah, so we've created a very creative solution to that. So basically, we have a thing called a cloud cooker, where you upload a copy of your mod source code to us. And we have a service that builds it for you and kind of distributes it on a CDN and stuff like that. And we actually build it for all the platforms behind the scenes. So let's say you're on Windows and you're making a mod, we can actually build it for Mac and, and iOS and things like that, even if you don't have a Mac, right? So we've kind of taken care of that kind of service thing. And from my experience of doing mods in the past, that can be a very significant issue. If, you know, if you're on a Mac and you're making a mod and no one on Windows can play it, well, that's the majority of users, right? That's like a huge problem. So those kind of problems were kind of just designed and, and solved. And if we add more platforms in the future, that problem will, be, will get solved as well. So how far along in the stage of development is the game right now? Uh, so we're at a, we've got a demo out for, for backers for a crowdfunding campaign right now. Um, so it's kind of still in the early stages. Uh, a lot of these survival games have building blocks. So uh, you might have like a survival and then a, a hunger and water thing, and you might have like a building thing. And each of these mechanics kind of build on top of each other. Um, so you've got like growth and nesting and all these mechanics we're working on. So in order to get a whole complete gameplay loop, you basically get these building blocks done and they all kind of connect to each other. And so that's something we're working on for sure. Um, what are some of the coolest things you reckon people will really enjoy if they jump into? Uh, cool. Demo? So the, the bit I like is you can log in right away. There's, there's a bunch of other people playing. You can, take your, you can take your same progress and log out and play on your phone as well, which is pretty cool. So yeah. you might be in different scenarios and things like that or you can carry over. But... Uh, the bit I like is there's not a lot of dinosaur games, right? So if you look at if you look at all the dinosaur games uh, currently, you you know you might find like seven, for example, and among those seven, some of them are like park builders, but the, there's very few play as a dinosaur kind of game experiences like this. So I think that kind of aspect will really stand out for people in the hey, it can actually be the dinosaur. There's really cool stuff to do. We're we're trying to get it so. 
even if you're not a hardcore dinosaur fan, you're still really going to like the game because there's, there's people who are like, I, I grew up with dinosaurs as a kid. I really love dinosaurs. Um, those people are going to like the game too, but we're, we're also focusing on you might barely like dinosaurs and the game could still be really cool. And that's kind of where we're going for as well. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait until someone makes, uh, I imagine, the inevitable Dinotopia mod where they put humans in and start putting in the building and all that sort of stuff. I reckon that'd be really yeah, for fun. sure. Uh, to check out as well um so uh people can pick up the demo right now um and you do you say you're in crowdfunding or you've already done your crowdfunding for this, this game? yeah so we've got uh we've we've taken a little bit of a different approach where we've got like an ongoing crowdfunding so what a lot of games do is they might do a crowdfunding for 30 days or something like that and it kind of combines like you know everybody you're going to run out it's going to expire quick back the game now and that works great but uh, a lot of people find that your game kind of slowly gets discovered over time, you know, and there's a lot of people that kind of miss out. And you, so we've kind of pioneered a, a different crowdfunding approach where, hey, we're going to help crowdfund this over the development lifecycle of the game. We're going to get feedback as a demo so you can kind of give us feedback and things like that. And it's not really like an early access game, but more so as, hey, we want to help you build the game with us. It's it's about modding. It's about running community servers and things like that. So those aspects are kind of really important um, that we kind of want to get down. So that, that's how it's kind of different from from other crowdfunding. It's an interesting trend. I've started to see a lot more um, smaller studios um, and even bigger ones as well move towards almost like a Patreon model where people pay a little bit every month and they just get the new builds that come out or whatever. And uh, I think it's interesting that, you know, many years ago it was all Kickstarter or nothing or, you know, that's it. And it's keen, I'm keen to see lots of different models to the way that, this, that the games can be made. So sounds cool. Yep. Um, anything else you wanted to add? Do you think that uh, people should really know about the game or, or something they should um, come into the game with if they're going to play it uh, this weekend or in the future? Sure. I'd say definitely, definitely come check it out uh, if you're able to. Um, it works on a lot of devices, Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, and Android. Uh, so there's a lot of options. There's a lot of people that say might have a console, but doesn't have a PC, but you can also check it out on phone and things like that. So that that's definitely a great option. Uh, one thing we really like is uh, people come join our Discord and uh, group up with people. So because it's a multiplayer game, uh, playing it with friends is definitely a lot better than playing it by yourself. So you'll want to kind of group up uh, as you do. There's tools to kind of group up in game, but if you can kind of like, hey, join a, a voice chat call and things like that and kind of group up and play together. There's a lot of uh, game tools we've came up with to um, kind of help that kind of thing. So one of them is Waystone. So um, you can also... Um, Basically, there's a stone in game. You can kind of go up to it and you kind of teleport your friend to where you are. So there's uh, a lot of these games where classic. Wow, you know, I think it's like, yeah, it's kind of like you might play a survival game like Rust or Daisy or something, and you you be like, oh, I'm playing with my partner, and they're the other side of the map, and I'm going to spend four hours finding them, and then we're going to die, and then we're going to be like, well, I guess we do that over again. So we kind of wanted people to get straight into the fun parts of the game, which is group up with a friend really quickly and kind of go explore. And that's kind of the, the vibe we're going. We, it's not really rewarding kind of running around aimlessly just to group up with somebody. And some people might really like that and they can kind of make their own servers and, and turn that stuff off. But uh, the kind of vanilla experience we wanted to get as a target kind of most people is going to have fun uh, for sure. Um, so probably... Uh, 
skewing more on the gameplay side rather than a strict accurate dinosaur simulator because i don't remember there being waystones uh in the yeah <laughs> in the sorry. archaeological record but you know maybe that's uh we missed that and all that so yeah so the the way accuracy and things like that work is uh people really like accurate dinosaurs um some people uh can get put off by some what what could be considered accurate because they've got a, a an idea of when they were a kid of oh dinosaurs all have feathers or dinosaurs all have scales and things like that and they can get very kind of particular like we have a, a paleo discussion where people talk about like you know this dinosaur's left backbone did this and and things like that they get really excited about stuff like that um, but with our game you know instead of being so we designed the dinosaurs when they're made to be super realistic but new science comes out all the time and if we just kept updating the dinosaurs every single time new science came out we kind of have to like throw away and redo a lot of our game so we're just trying to design to be accurate to the time it was made that way we don't have to like throw out a lot of work and redo it and some people really like that kind of old work that that had this old design so that's kind of the angle we took in terms of realism but there's a you can play a really realistic game and it's really cool, but if it's not fun to play, it's not your game's not going to be very profitable. It's not going to be very fun. It might be super realistic, but if you don't want to play it, you're not going to want to spend more money with the game and things like that. So we've kind of decided to take fun over realism, but we still really value realism. That's Matthew Cassells from Alderon Games. He's the studio founder there. They're working on the dinosaur MMO Path of Titans, which is in early access. You can find out more about that in the show notes of this episode, or you can head to our website, pixelsift.com.au. And while you're on our website, have a look at all the other great stuff that we're working on. We've got live streams. We've got other interviews with developers from uh, big scale companies to small indies to art collectives, heaps, heaps more. Uh, check that out if you are on there, pixelsift.com.au. Also, while you're on the internet, why not head over to our Discord and become a part of that as well? You can share some of the creative work that you're putting together and learn about other great things that people are working on as well, as well as talk about your favorite games, what's happening in the news, anything else that you would like. To go to our Discord, it's pixelsift.com.au forward slash Discord. That address again, pixelsift.com.au forward slash discord and while you're online just do one third thing tell one of your friends um tell them that if you like the show if you want to be part of it if you think uh, that they might get a kick out of it as well uh, and tell them to subscribe to pixel slipped on their favorite podcast player maybe even help them out if they need a little bit of assistance on how to get up and running tell them your favorite apps tell them the best ways to get involved uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. Or give us a rating and review on your favorite platform as well. We're pretty much on them all. Uh, that is something that you can do that would really help us uh, make more and more content. Because the more people that see what we do, uh, which means the more opportunities come to us to, and the more d- doors open up. That's pretty much all the time we have for this episode of Pixel Sip. Thank you so much uh, to Matthew for joining me. And we'll see you again two weeks time for another episode of pixel sift until next time have fun Thank you.
Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 